Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Money Girl Podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I am a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas. If you're ready for more knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage your money the best way possible, you're in the right place. My mission is to help you live a richer life in every sense of the word. On this show, I cover a slew of different topics from the world of personal finances with solo shows, listener Q&As, and occasionally some interviews with experts. This week, I'm going to cover a question from a Money Girl podcast listener named Tom C. He says, with all this talk of war with North Korea and similar things, I've heard a lot about investing in gold. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on investing in precious metals. Tom, thanks so much for your question. If you're like Tom and have ever wondered whether gold is something that you should be investing in, this episode is definitely for you. And by the way, if you have a money question or a topic suggestion, I want to hear it. There are several ways to reach me. One is my contact page at lauradadams.com. Or you can reach me over on Twitter. My handle there is at Laura Adams, L-A-U-R-A-A-D-A-M-S. As always, don't worry about jotting down any notes because they're always on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 510 called, Is Owning Gold a Smart Investment? If you do a Google search for the phrase, should I buy gold, or ask different financial advisors that question, you're going to get a variety of answers. There are dissimilar schools of thought about whether owning gold or other precious metals is a good investment. In this podcast, I'm going to answer Tom's question, and I'll recommend the best amounts and ways to buy gold if you decide to make it part of your investment portfolio. Let me start out with a brief overview of gold. You probably know that gold has always been a very powerful metal. Early civilizations around the world associated it with gods and immortality. Its rarity, beauty, and durability mesmerized humans for thousands of years before we ever stamped it into coins and used it as a currency, which started around 700 B.C., In the late 1800s, most major nations fixed the value of their currencies to gold, which is known as being on a gold standard. But in the 1900s, most countries realized it wasn't working. In the United States, we took our currency off the gold standard in 1933. We adopted it again after World War II And then we abandoned the gold standard completely in 1971. Most modern currencies are now what's called fiat money, which means that it's not backed by anything. It's not backed by gold or linked to any physical reserves. Even though there's still a lot of gold held by central banks and governments in developed nations around the world, it doesn't match their supplies of money. So we have a long history of gold being associated with currency. And over the long run, the price of gold has shown an inverse relationship to the U.S. dollar. So when the dollar goes up, the price of an ounce of gold typically goes down. And when the dollar decreases, gold goes up. 
Gold tends to perform well when confidence in paper currency and the stock market goes down, or maybe there's a fear of bad times ahead, like a looming recession or a war. For instance, during the 2008 recession, gold rose from about $1,000 per ounce to its all-time high, over $1,900 per ounce in September 2011. Many argue that owning gold is more like an insurance policy that allows you to hold value when the economy is struggling. However, you need to be aware that this inverse relationship to the dollar doesn't always hold true in the short term. Even though people buy and sell gold every day, the buzz about investing in gold always gets a little louder when our economic situation could get rocky. Regardless of what's going on politically, My answer to Tom's question is that you should always own some amount of gold or other precious metals. Why? Well, I'm a strong believer in having a diversified portfolio, and that includes some amount of gold. But the downside of owning gold or other precious metals is that they can be extremely volatile and risky. So the trick is not to go overboard. My recommendation is that you own gold in an amount up to 5 or 10% of your total portfolio. For instance, if you have investments for retirement that are worth a total of $200,000, you might own a maximum of $20,000 in precious metals. The rest should be a diversified mix of stocks, bonds, cash, and perhaps real estate. There are a variety of ways to invest in gold. Some of them are very sophisticated. I'm not going to go into all of them, but I'm going to review two straightforward options that really make sense for the average investor, each with pros and cons. These are bullion and gold funds. Bullion or bullion, however you want to say it, is physical gold in the form of bars or coins, which is the purest way to own it. You can buy or sell gold online or at local gold dealers. In the United States, the 24-karat American Eagle gold coin is the most popular, but there are many different types to choose from. The downside to bullion is that you must decide when and where to buy it sell it, store it, and insure it. The current price of gold is called its spot price, which fluctuates constantly. When you buy gold, dealers charge you a premium above the spot price, such as an additional $40 per ounce. Always shop to make sure that you pay a competitive premium if you're buying gold bullion. And be wary of dealers who offer free storage or delayed delivery because they may not be legitimate. Gold should be stored in a bank safety box or at home in a locked, fireproof safe. But what you need to know is that a typical home or renter's insurance policy offers very limited protection for bullion. So you need to discuss it with your insurer so you understand the risk. You may be able to beef up your existing policy with a rider or a gold addendum. Otherwise, having your gold stolen or destroyed by a natural disaster means you could lose it all. You could have a major loss. The upside to owning gold bullion is that it may make you feel safe, like you could exchange it for necessities in an emergency. While no one really knows if gold could be used to buy food or shelter if the economy collapsed, 
you'd be in complete control of it. My husband and I own some gold bullion. We bought it in the early 2000s when gold was very cheap, relatively speaking. It was at about $400 per ounce. Right now, it's close to $1,300 per ounce. So it's been a very good investment for us. However, gold is not so cheap anymore. And for most investors, owning bullion is too complicated. And you should choose a different method to own gold. And that's gold funds. Gold funds may be backed by actual bullion, or they may own shares of companies that mine gold. Gold funds allow you to skip all the hassles of buying bullion, and they give you the benefits of ownership. Some popular gold exchange traded funds, or ETFs, are the SPDR Gold Shares Fund and the iShares Gold Trust. And I'll put links to these in the show notes. These types of funds hold physical gold for you. So every share that you buy in the fund represents a fractional interest in actual bullion assets. And there are other types of funds like the Vanek Vectors Gold Miners ETF. That's a basket of mining stocks that intend to track the overall performance of companies in the gold mining industry. You can buy and sell most gold funds in either a taxable brokerage account or in a retirement account, such as an IRA or a SEP IRA. Just like with a stock mutual fund or a stock ETF, you can buy a set amount each month on autopilot. I don't recommend buying individual gold mining stocks because they can be extremely volatile and risky. If you own only one stock, you're not diversified and you could see some heavy losses. Gold fund shares are traded on exchanges and they're very liquid, which means you can buy and sell them quickly. The advantages of funds are convenience, diversification, and exposure to the entire gold market. Fund managers can't guarantee that prices will rise, but there are certainly experts who know a lot more about the gold markets than you or me. The disadvantage of gold funds is that you don't have actual gold in your home safe, if that's what you're after to feel secure. Again, a modest allocation of no more than 10% of your portfolio is wise, whether you choose bullion or gold funds. Whether you're investing in stocks of blue-chip companies, real estate, or precious metals, remember why you invest in the first place. You're investing to build wealth slowly over time. If you think you can invest and make money in the short term, you're probably gambling, not investing. Now, when I'm talking about short term, you should never invest money that you might need to spend within the next three to five years. That includes your emergency fund and any other funds that you're saving for a specific purchase, like a house down payment or funds to buy a car. Money for the short term should be kept in a high-yield bank account, not in gold, not in stocks, or in any other type of investment. You need to be saving money that you need to spend in the short term. And if you're interested in some options of high-yield bank accounts, I created a free download called the Online Bank Comparison Chart. If you want to take a look at some recommendations there, you can text Bank Online with no space between the words. Text Bank Online to the number 33444 
And that will give you some ideas about where to find a bank that's going to pay you more than just a fraction of a percent. The bottom line is that good investing is incredibly boring. You put small amounts into diversified investment vehicles that grow slowly over the long term. Most of your investment dollars should actually be in stock mutual funds or stock ETFs with exposure to hundreds of companies in the United States and abroad. A good rule of thumb that I recommend in my book, Money Girl Smart Moves to Grow Rich, is to subtract your age from 100 or even 110 to determine the percentage that you should invest in stocks. For example, if you're 35 years old, subtract 35 from either 100 or 110. That shows that you should invest up to 65%, maybe up to 75% in stock funds. Why? Well, historically, stocks have been a very solid investment. They've earned investors about 10% on average since the early 1900s. The rest of your portfolio, that other 25% or 35% if you're age 35, should be in completely different asset classes, including bonds, cash, real estate, and perhaps gold. And if you don't want to own multiple funds, a way to simplify is to invest in one target date fund, which has a complete baked-in strategy and asset mix that's based on the date you want to retire in the future. Most 401ks, IRAs, and brokerage accounts offer a selection of target date funds. I want you to remember that the end goal of investing is to build wealth slowly by investing small amounts over a long period of time in a very diversified portfolio. Tom, I hope this has helped you understand why people might be talking about buying gold right now and how to do it if you're interested in getting started. If you're enjoying the show, let me know by subscribing for free and taking a minute to submit a quick five-star review on iTunes. I read every one of them. And if you've already submitted a review, thank you, thank you. It really means a lot to get your feedback. Each week, I send out a free short email filled with tips, tools, and recommendations that I think you might enjoy. To get it, all you need to do is text me. Text the phrase, get updates, with no space between the words. Again, get updates. Send that to the number 33444, and you will automatically get my weekly update. To keep the money conversation going with a terrific community, also think about joining my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text DOLLARS to that same number, 33444. I hope to see you in the group. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Oh, 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 oh,